Welcome to Conscious Life Spaces Conversations Podcast. My name is Amy Adams, and I'm your guide on this journey today. Thank you for joining me today. Today's episode is a mini-sode, and this is a conversation with myself. (laughs) I joke. Today, we're going to be discussing dogs, the benefits of having a pet or other sentient being in your home, and they're pretty much amazing. The greatest pleasure of a dog is that you may make a fool of yourself with him and not only he will not scold you, but he will make a fool of himself too. Samuel Butler. In last week's podcast episode, I had interviewed Laura Valente. She is a movement medicine teacher and facilitator. In the interview, we spoke briefly about how a dog helped her during her life and how she was able to care for another being. She was able to do something for this other being even when she couldn't do something for herself. Now, this is something that I completely related to because I also know that during a difficult time, I mean, even though I've had dogs my entire life, um, it was a period where I had a very, very difficult time. And, um, was actually kind of coming to terms with uh, not being with a partner and um, struggling with the idea of uh, being alone versus loneliness. And I wasn't feeling too great. Kiki really was the sunshine and the light um, that really helped to make my life better because she relied on me to care for her. And I think that perhaps I might have sunk into a a deeper depression during that time had it not been for her because her, first of all, her joyful beingness around me was very um, uplifting and even petting her. I mean, there are studies that show that when we pet dogs, our heart rate, we are in a relaxed state. We go into like the alpha state, like which is also known as a kind of meditation state. I mean, there's all, there's all kinds of benefits of having a dog. I mean, it's also not an easy task and it's not for everyone because you do have to take care of them. They rely on you. You can't just have a dog and, you know, take it for granted. Uh, You have to feed it and pet it and bathe it and care for it and take it to the vet when it needs to be. So the thing is, is that it's not always easy. The benefits far outweigh the, those things. And honestly, they're really not that difficult. I mean, they don't even need a bath every week. Easier than a baby. She was so joyful and she has brought so much joy to so many different people. I used to live near the school for the deaf and a school for the blind. And the children um, in the school for the deaf would see her and they would actually kind of used to freak her out a little bit because they would bombard her. It was a school where they actually, um, it was like a boarding school. So they stayed there. So they, uh, didn't have like a home environment with pets. So 
when they would see her, they would come and pet her and they loved and adored her. There was another instance where she, we were walking and a older man, he saw her and he was reminded of a dog that he himself ha- used to have. She's such a friendly, happy being. And, um, you know, he was said, can I pet her? And I said, of course, you know, she doesn't care. (laughs) She loves people. So, um, we, uh, he was petting her and, and he just began to cry. He was just so moved by this experience with her because dogs can bring so much joy to people. They are so loving. And, um, so I am going to actually talk about, uh, my experience with getting Kiki and uh, getting Narika, my other dog, who is also laying on the floor, but you can't see her. I'm very excited because I just received a copy of my book. I hadn't had a copy of it yet. This is my first copy that I received. It was published in September. I mean, it's relatively new, but I didn't have, I saw it. Someone else had a copy of it, but I didn't even have my own copy. So it's called Gratitude Schmatitude. Don't just think it, do it. Um, it's a very small book. It's a hundred pages and it's divided into, uh, eight or nine chapters and it covers a variety of things, but I actually wanted to, uh, read a small selection before we get to the next part, uh, which is the story of Kiki and Narika. Wait, I think I need glasses because, you know. On page 78, our planet is full of life. Whales, elephants, dogs, cats, insects, an endless list. It's beyond amazing. In between some passages are some quotes on dogs. So you'll hear some of them here. Dogs have given us their absolute all. We are the center of their universe. We are the focus of their love and faith and trust. They serve us in return for scraps. It is without a doubt the best deal man has ever made. Roger Karras. Now back to the book. This is to remind you and me that we must not forget that we share the world with so many other amazing creatures. Let's take a few moments to be thankful for their mystery, their beauty, and wonder. Honestly, having one, that's an interjection, not part of the book, (laughs) the honestly part. I love having the animals. They're they're so amazing. Oh, look, it's just Lerica came. There's my little Lerica. Okay. Beloved pets or our non-human household friends. Being human isn't a prerequisite for companionship. Other beings are more than capable of sharing, caring, and loving us and us them. The health benefits that they offer us have even been documented. Adorable cats, faithful dogs, hamsters, exotic fish, and mice have all been, at one time or another, the divine beings that I have tenderly cared for in my life. There's a quote here. Dogs are our link to paradise. They don't know evil or jealousy or discontent. To sit with a dog on a hillside on a glorious afternoon is to be back in Eden, where doing nothing was not boring it was peace. A quote by Milan Kundera. 
We are animals, and other animals have the capacity for friendships within their own species and across species too. Here are some things that I think of when thinking of pets that have been under my care. I am grateful for my non-human friends, for the emotional support they offer to me without judgment, the unconditional love that even seems suspicious at times. Do they love me only for biscuits? We should ask Narika and Kiki. (laughs) If you are having trouble thinking of reasons why they are awesome, check out this list. I am grateful for the meaning they give to me as their caretaker and provider. The opportunity to go out for walks, reminding me to live in the present moment. The fidelity and companionship that my pet friends give to me. The time we simply share being together in each other's presence. The emotional support they offer to me without judgment. The meaning they give to me as their caretaker and provider. The opportunity to go out for walks. I think I wrote that already. I guess that was really important. (laughs) Reminding me to live in the present moment. Now, I would like to just take a quick moment to remind you that there is a resource library available to you. There are downloadable meditations. There are some workbooks on gardening There are a lot of different tools to help navigate this uh, beautiful and complex world. You can uh, access the resource library when you subscribe to the newsletter. Go to this website. It is getit, G-E-T-I-T dot consciouslife.guru. I will put the link um, here and also in the show notes. Um, I want to share a story. It's called Finding Kiki and Narika or How Kiki Adopted Us. First, I want to just tell you that I did have a dog um, before Kiki came into my life. And that dog, that dog was Chelsea, a German short-haired pointer who lived until just before her 16th birthday. It was heart-wrenching to lose such a joyful being that was with me through the thick and thin of it all. It's almost tragic to know that it is likely that we will outlive our furry friends. So after my dog Chelsea died, I waited three years before deciding to bring another dog into my life. Deciding to care for another life was a serious and thoughtful decision. Caring for another being requires time and commitment, and in 2008, my schedule no longer required me to be out for long periods of time, and I had more time to care for another being. Plus, I always loved dogs. Even as a child, there was a time that I thought that being a veterinarian would be my future occupation. That never happened. The tragedies that beset many animals, bringing them to the vet's office, are simply too much for me to handle emotionally and visually on a daily basis. My heart is too soft, and as a visual person, images stay with me longer than wanted. But that never meant that I had to be without a dog. It was time, and I began by looking at old pictures and watching YouTube videos of dogs that were known or unknown cute puppies and grown dogs. Personally, my interest was in adopting an adult dog, which by the way, is highly recommended. They are smart, no longer teething, and the level of puppy destruction is kept at a minimum. 
although it's kept to a minimum, it still happens. I had like one pair of high-heeled shoes that I loved. (laughs) (laughs) And they were very dressy and nice. And of course, she ate one of the heels of them. And it was not repairable. Uh, And she also ate a pair of my eyeglasses. I later, I mean, I'm wearing glasses now because I'm reading. And these are those like cheap $2 glasses that you get. So you can, for old people that need to magnify (laughs) text. That sucked. Um, So yeah, so dog destruction is uh, usually they have their own set of problems that they can bring when they're older. Sometimes they can have anxiety and other things, or maybe they were abused in the past. So there are some times that it can be challenging with older dogs. They're so worth it. And I can tell you that Kiki and Nerika have never once gone into the garbage in my house. Well, first of all, I try not to put the garbage in there. It's not really usually accessible to them, but uh, crazily, they just, if we're walking on the street and they see garbage, they're like, oh yes, this is awesome. And I'm like, no, no garbage. But, um, you know, in home, never, never, ever, 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 never once. Um, and actually never pooped in the house, either one of them, um, except for once in a dire emergency when one was sick. And the other time when uh, Kiki was, a, um, she was just a year old when I took her. And one of the first people that she met came to visit and she was so happy to see her. She pooped. <laughs> so it was kind of funny. Watching all the videos All the furry love beings inspired me to search for a local rescue organization in my hometown. I happened upon a site called Nuka, and there she was, a picture of a dog named Kiki. It was love at first sight, and before I could change my mind, was off to meet her. It was thought that she was approximately one year old. She had a permanent scar on her leg where her hair no longer grows. She was a rescue. Someone rescued her and had taken her to the veterinarian university after having been hit by a car. She lived in a small room with a few other dogs in a crate. And after her leg healed, she was let loose daily in the enclosed campus grounds to run wild with her best friend, Ordesi, which means bear. Uh, Ordesi was a three-legged furball. Orsi and Kiki were the lucky ones, as there was only limited space to keep a few dogs. Alina Banu, one of the founders of Nuka, met me at the vet school and introduced me to Kiki. Kiki had one last run around the veterinarian school campus with her BFF Orsi, and then we were off to Kiki's new home, my city apartment. I wasn't able to adopt her friend, but was glad that at the very least, uh, Kiki would have a home with me. There were some challenges. Kiki had never climbed up or down stairs before, and I lived on the fourth floor with no lift. What? Going up was easy for her, but going down now, that was a challenge. We spent 15 minutes, two times daily, getting closer to the stairwell. Her body was glued to the hallway wall. No amount of love or yummy crunchy biscuits could get her down the stairs. Not even salami. So I carried her. I carried her down the stairs for four months. Then something wonderful and amazing happened. 
One beautiful spring morning, sitting on the balcony, we both observed a man riding his bicycle and running alongside him was his dog. We both looked at each other and it clicked. It was the moment, the inspiration that would conquer fear. Quickly, Kiki was on her leash and for the first time she climbed down the stairs all by herself. Yeah, it was a miracle, really. And I was so happy. <laughs> Kiki and I walked all over the city all of the time. She even went to a few cafes with me. And she had made a couple of her own dog friends in the neighborhood. Um, Mariana's dogs, two beautiful Irish setters, and another vagabond boy dog that was sometimes roaming in the area. In early summer, we started to walk along a new route at least once each week. We were anticipating moving in the fall to a new apartment with a very large balcony and I wanted Kiki to get acquainted with the area. It was exciting but scary because there was a street dog in the area that was larger than Kiki and was still caring for her last puppy. She had birthed just a few months earlier. She barked and defended her territory. We tried to avoid that corner, but we still had to pass nearby. Later that summer, we were walking towards the crosswalk, which was near the grassy patch where the black dog stayed. And much to our surprise, the black dog was with Kiki's vagabond boyfriend, boy dog friend. <laughs> He's too diamond. <laughs> the boy dog came running to greet Kiki since they were old friends. And following a few steps behind was the black dog with whom he seemed to communicate letting her know that Kiki was a friend and it was okay. From that moment forward, the barking and aggression ceased. They did their doggy sniffing thing, and Kiki and the beautiful black girl dog became friends. By the time it came to move, the puppy was gone. An older woman with a courtyard took it in, and the boy dog had left the area too. The beautiful black dog was left behind, our daily walks now included a visit with the black dog to bring her biscuits, and we learned that some of the women in the area brought her leftovers, scraps, and water. We also found out that one of the women named her. She called her Nerica. The name made perfect sense to me since intuneric is the word for darkness, and adding an A at the end of a noun in Romanian denotes that a noun is feminine. So we called her Nerica. As the weather became colder, we convinced her to come home with us. We were unsuccessful in our first attempt. It was freezing outside and we got her all the way to the front door of the building. But unfortunately, she was afraid of boys. Some had tormented her or beaten her in the past. As we were about to enter the building, three boys came barreling down the stairs and she ran off. What was worse is that she seemed to disappear for a few days and it was so cold. I was desperate to find her and when she reappeared, her leg was injured. Luckily, it was a minor injury. I called Alina from Nuka and asked for her help. She came with her car and we got Nerica to one of the veterinarian's offices that works with Nuka and Nerica was sterilized. The next day she came to her new home, 
a warm apartment. Nerika also had some challenges. She was not thrilled to have not just one bath, but a few within the first week in order to get the years of grime and dirt off of her. She was on the street for probably three or four years. I'm not really quite sure. But here are some of the things I learned about her. She dislikes fireworks, waking up early, likes meat, bones, friends, and sleeping. Life is beautiful for Nerica now. She never did complain about wearing a collar or harness and learned quickly how to walk with a leash. She slowly came to trust men and boys, although she is still wary of groups of them. Like Kiki, she didn't know how to climb up or down the stairs, but another miracle happened. Kiki taught her. Nerica celebrated 10 full years with us this past November and Kiki celebrated her 11th year anniversary this past January. The yin and yang sisters are inseparable. My life is better because of them. They even let me make silly pictures of them. I'm going to post the picture on Instagram of them uh, wearing babushkas. <laughs> so. They really are splendid. I'm going to put it on uh, IGTV. I'm going to make a little, um, a tiny little video with them so you can see the girls. So words aren't enough to describe how wonderful it is to have the two of them in my life. So I want to take a moment to recognize the organization that helped me to get Narika off the street and who rescued Kiki, bringing us together, Nuka. Nuka is a non-political and non-profit organization run by volunteers who do what they say in their mission. Their mission, which is to reduce the number of stray animals through spaying neutering programs, to facilitate and encourage adoptions, and to teach the respect towards every form of animal life. Um, I'll post their website in the links below. Kiki still wears her adoption tag in her ear. It's a great conversation starter, giving me the opportunity to encourage dog adoption and to tell people about the valuable work that organizations like Nuka accomplish every day. Woo! So that is the story about uh, Kiki and Narika. I have more stories. I love them so much. Um, but the reason why I'm sharing this story is because there's a bunch of reasons because dogs are not just dogs, but pets in general are known to decrease the likelihood of depression, especially in older people. And I'm getting older, but also for people who are uh, single, I mean, there is a difference between loneliness and being alone, but the point is, is that you don't have to have a human being. If you're not married or you're not in a relationship at some points in your life, you don't have to just be with somebody to be with somebody. You can have other forms of, we can have relationships with other beings. So anyway, so that is my story about them. I just realized that I didn't share things I learned about Kiki. So here are things I learned about Kiki. She dislikes fireworks, cars, and baths. She likes toys, walks, friends, smelling stuff, digging, running, chasing birds, cuddles, and biscuits. Okay, so now to wrap it all up, 
Get a dog. (laughs) Dogs are amazing beings, and they can help us live a more fulfilling life. I hope you'll consider adopting a dog or a cat or a hamster or a rat or a mouse. Something to love and care for. In next week's episode, I interview Libby Parker. She is not your average nutritionist, and she has a forthcoming book called Permission to Eat. She is a registered dietitian. Uh, She has her master's degree, and um, it's a really fascinating topic where we discuss eating disorders, and I will hope that you will join us. Thanks so much. If you have any questions, please send them to hello at consciouslife.guru. Now, before I sign off, I'd like to ask you to subscribe to the channel of YouTube if you're here or to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening. And please leave a review. It means a lot. And don't forget to check out our website, consciouslife.guru. Until next time. Okay, so I also wanted to show you, uh, this is a t-shirt that you can get if you like it. Um, It comes in a tank top. It's very thin, which is good for me for yoga because I like, I sweat a lot. And, um, or I should say, I glisten. Um, It says, when the universe conspires to bring you everything you want and need, and it's pro... I can't do this right. Okay. It's pronoia. The definition of pronoia. There's a dog and a cat version. Um, This is the cat with the toy mouse. All of the t-shirts and the tank tops are made to order. Um, I don't stock them. And that also reduces waste. You can simply go to my website. You can order them directly. When you click buy now, you know, you add it to your cart and then you do the whole cart payment shipping thingy. It supports the um, me and my company so I can make this podcast. Music in this production includes God Fury by Anno Domini Beats. Birds by Silent Partner and Cast of Pods by Doug Maxwell.